Bienvenue to the Two Chance Podcast, a show dedicated to the belief that you can never have too many bikes in the garage and it's always a good day for a ride. And now, here are the Two Chance. Hello there and welcome back to a, a full extended version of the Two Chance Podcast. Hello, John. Hi, John. It's good to be back in the studio. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. <laughs> After being gone for... Nine days or so at the Tour of Georgia. Thank you for listening to the Tour of Georgia updates and sending in your feedback on that. We do have a uh, full-length podcast today where we'll talk about international news, local scene, lots of listener email, and uh, maybe some technology. Yeah. Now, I did like, uh, I do have to say that I like, every morning I'd get up, get go to my favorite web spot which would be uh two john's pod blog what two john's podcast dot blogspot dot com right and read or read and listen to the previous day's report um we had um a reciprocal link with missingsaddle.com dot com and uh after we did that reciprocal link from the missingsaddle.com, dot com we were getting i was counting like two hundred people a day listening to the little updates, so we know you're out there. We don't know who you are. Well, we know who some of you are, but we know you're out there. But <laughs> thanks for the support. Yeah, I thought that those reports were great, though. They uh, kind of a little behind the scenes, like, hey, this is what goes on in the bike race. I All started the behind the scenes stuff. I started to lose my steam toward the end, though. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think it, was, it had to be after the uh, after the Tinkoff car ride. I was a little queasy. <laughs> All right, well, let's get started with this podcast. International scene. Okay, so we can't even remember the order of It's been so these long segments. we're trying to figure out how to operate this thing. Was it local news or international scene? This was international okay. scene. International scene. Um, today we had the Liège, Baston Liège, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's a, was it La Doyenne for the old woman? Yes, La Doyenne. And uh, David Rebain for Gerolsteiner came clear at the end and beat the Green Arrow. Isn't that his nickname? Oh, no, that's... We're, look, we're looking at Pro Tour standings. Oh, shoot. Yeah, we're uh, up here. Here we go. Take two. Danilo, <laughs> I think, isn't he the... Uh, the DeLuca. The, he's the assassin. I think that's his nickname. But Valverde was second. Yes. The Green Arrow. Yes. Uh, and that was a hard man's race. And I saw that uh, Simone, who was at Georgia, finished in the top 30. So maybe he was playing possum a little bit in Georgia because to finish top 30 in that race is not like finishing top 30 at Tour of Georgia. No, no. Maybe he's uh, making hay while Basso sits on the sidelines. Hey, yeah. Um, so who else of note finished there in the top 20, John? Well, it's like all the heavies are there. You've got, uh, after Valverde, you've got Frank Schleck, who won it last year. After him, you've got Bettini, who is, you know, that guy's a monster in all the one-day races. Rabain Bogard, who this was his last Liège, Cunego. Uh, Isn't that amazing that Bogard, I mean, sixth place in that race. How old is he? Thirty-six years old, something like that. I don't know, but he, you know, he he is super consistent. Very consistent, and he may have, um, as lots of pro riders do, as they get done with their careers, their stamina seems to go up, and they're willing to take a few more chances. Um, he very well could have. You know, a world champ. Not, I'm not tipping him to win world championships, but it's you know, it would it wouldn't be unheard of for him to do come 
uh, and and put in a great ride in a one day race like that or a tour stage or something. I think like he that. he's been in the in the top ten a few times, and I think if I remember correctly, probably one of the finest. I shouldn't say finest because who knows what was fueling it, but one of the most impressive displays uh, was in '99 when our man VDB. Mm-hmm. Just dropped everybody, Bogard included. I think I, I don't know if Bogard got second that year, but uh, so he's kind of a consistent nearly man, except when he sits on people's wheels and sprints around them for uh, Amstel. But he is a team leader or a team player, not a team leader uh, in the tour, taking the chicken to the bottom of the climbs. Yes, um, he 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 is a real workhorse when it comes up to the mountain stages of the the tour the giro and the um walta i like bogart he's he's always willing to have a go and you can always spot him because <laughs> his teeth are very white <laughs> he had do you think he drinks coffee i if he does he must whiten mm, yeah those are white teeth so we have not done a podcast since the um perry roubaix has it been that long it has oh. and a story from Tour of Georgia is that, of course, Tour of Georgia started the day after Perry Roubaix, and uh, Stuart O'Grady CSC won Perry Roubaix, and there was a CSC team at Tour of Georgia, um, headed by uh, Vandeveld, and um, the CSC squad were walking with their chests puffed out after <laughs> uh, after Sunday's race. It aired. Um, uh, I don't know if it was cable or not, but we got them to turn it on in the hotel bar, and all the teams gathered around and watched the lap. I think it was, you know, an hour coverage or something like that. But it was cool to see the team winning and then have a contingent of that team there mm-hmm. at the race. Yeah, that's. I watched that race, and you know what? It seems so long ago. I've already forgotten exactly how it unfolded. <laughs> Well, O'Grady won by himself. Yeah, he won by himself, but there was uh was And uh, Boonin was eighth. Yeah, who got – oh, no, that – wait, yeah, so who did get second? I don't know. I can't remember. I have to pull up the results. Yeah. But it was a bunch sprint – or a sprint of like four or five guys for second place. So um, I guess that's it for international scene unless we want to wallow or talk about, you know – what is going on with the scandals? Um, well, I do don't you think want to talk about that? Well, let's just... I don't <laughs> think it's the last we've heard about it. I think that as, as kind of what... I remember reading on Cycling News a couple months ago that even though Puerto was shelved, <sighs> there was one that the Germans were going to move forward with it. I think we even may have talked about it on a, an earlier podcast. Well, so we have, just to bring everybody's scorecard up to date... Which is tough to do. We've got Ulrich... Definitively linked now, through DNA evidence, yes. to bags of blood that Fuentes was in possession of. Yes. 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 We've got a former soigneur for telecom coming out now with a book who says that not only Yannicka but Bjarne Rees. Well, they didn't call him Mister Sixty Percent for nothing. Took EPO in the nineties. Yeah. And that the doctor who administered the EPO is still the team doctor mm, for for Telecom. So that's why Stapleton was sort of distancing himself. I didn't realize that. Then we have um, Basso, who was, uh, what, what should we call it, suspended, fired? Yeah. We'll, we'll go by the technical word, suspended. Suspended now. by discovery because, why? 
What happened? They found some more evidence linking him to Fuentes? Yeah, some more, uh, I guess you'd call it circumstantial evidence. And the DNA which Basso has given will now be compared to DNA from blood. Well, I think they first have to get his DNA. They got it. Oh, they did get it. I I think they got it. He's agreed to give it, but... Uh, oh, I don't. Okay. And that was part of his whole deal with Discovery, uh, that he signed on that he agreed to give the DNA. But I don't know if he's actually given it yet. But they feel that there's enough evidence to suspend him, or at least withhold him from racing. Then we have uh, Floyd Landis, who I saw multiple times last week at the tour of Georgia, in his suit and sunglasses, and it's. Like he is a politician campaigning, it's very strange to see him. I guess his handlers have decided we're not going to hide. We have nothing to hide, so we're not going to act guilty. Uh, on quite the opposite, we're going to be present at big events. We're going to uh, have a, a voice and we're going to tell our story because we're not guilty. Right. And we're going to raise money. For his, whatever it's called, Fairness Defense Fund? I don't, I don't want to say the name of it. Well, it's called the Floyd Fairness Fund or something like that, and he's raised 500 grand. Um, it's just very, it's an odd situation. And whether you believe him or not, I think Floyd's done. I don't think he's going to race anymore, and I think he's enjoying about his last four to six months of notoriety mm. before either he gets really taken down through definitive evidence. Um, we heard something about urine being un- um, officially tested, yeah, unsanctioned testing right. that found testosterone. Yes, okay. synthetic testosterone, definitively, in the sample. <laughs> but they shouldn't have been testing it anyway, so apparently it doesn't matter right. what they found. Right. Okay. So then we have also at Georgia, we had Tyler Hamilton doing his first North American race after serving his two-year ban for testing positive after the Olympics in Barcelona in Spain. No, the Olympics in Athens. Mm-hmm. A sample tested positive for, I'm going to butcher it, but homogeneous transfusion, I think it's called. Or homologous, whatever. Or something like that. They found um, evidence of transfusion, but the B sample was not stored properly, so they couldn't test the B sample. But then at the Walta, a few weeks later, same test, positive, positive. A and B sample. Same result. Same result, so he did his two years. He's back. Um he didn't do too well in Georgia, but we don't know if that was his intention or not. Maybe it was just to ride it for fitness, but uh, in any event, he's back. With all this drama, doesn't it make you sort of long for the days when the drama wasn't about that, but it was about how many Swiss francs Cheapo was going to be fined for for wearing a tiger skin suit or, or the muscle skin suit or something like that? It does, um, and it makes me long for the days when people I meet who find out I'm a bike racer or even my friends who know I'm a bike racer don't ask me they don't ask me anymore like oh how's training or how's racing or how's your team or any good results lately they say is doping going to ruin the sport I mean everybody knows about it now yeah. the, the the pro football players that I coach I saw them for the first time preseason last week and that's the first thing they asked about mm. what kind of drugs do they take the cyclists they're asking me and you know, they just want to know like the details. 
Why? It's just kind of, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's asking? Yeah. <laughs> no comment. Okay, so that's enough doping international news. I'm sure we'll we'll hear more. Yeah. It's it's sad because you've got that and then you've got a team, Unibet, Unibet.com, which is committed to doing this thing clean and there's sort of collateral damage in the in the whole fight between the race organizers and the UCI. Speaking of doing it clean, uh, David Millar was also a tour of Georgia. I'd not had the opportunity to meet him before. He's a nice guy. Um, super skinny. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, pro bike racers are skinny. Uh, Cesar Grajales for Jittery Joes is really skinny. David Millar is... Even skinny? Oh, he's he is, a tall guy, too. He's tall and skinny. I saw him in at the Hamilton um, and when he won the time trial. Yeah. And he came out of the RV and... You know, he was a couple of feet away. I'm like, wow, that is a one tall dude. Yeah, tall and skinny. Hale, uh, he's skinny, like uh, Hincappy is very tall and slim, but Millar is just skinny. All right, let's talk about something clean and un, uh, unenhanced bike racing. All right. Local news. Let's go there. Local news. All right, we have to report... As Local we did on the blog. Oh. On the blog. <laughs> we reported uh, teammate Eric won a race last Sunday. Not this Sunday, but last Sunday. He won the Cyrilland Circuit Race. It is part of the Indiana Race Series put on by Dan Daly. Um, it is a nice, rolling, fast circuit. Only Eric and teammate Pete were there, but they were up against stiff competition in the form of seven or eight Texas Roadhouse Riders, a team that consists of some former pros, some lifelong Cat 1s, but generally a really good talent. Oh, yeah. They've got talent, and they know how to race as a team. But you know what? We've got talent. That's right. (laughs) Because Eric and Pete (laughs) made the break with two of those guys, two uh, Bacardi Nouveau Riders, and uh, on the last lap, um, I guess they underestimated the, the power of Eric. Well, I was wondering what motivated Eric to do that. And I wonder if it to was win or do the race to win, uh, because he was asking how he could get on the blog or on the podcast. And I'm wondering if that's what you know. If he's like, you know what? If I, maybe if I win this race, <laughs> I can get on the blog and the podcast. That's a so. sad commentary. If that's somebody's ultimate goal to get on the blog, <laughs> I, you know, it's just just a thought. <laughs> I don't know if that was his motivation. But anyway, Pete set tempo on the last lap. They were only 30 seconds clear of the group behind him. They dropped the two Bacardi riders, and it was just left. Uh, um, two Texas Roadhouse, two of our guys, Huntington Bank, and then one guy, apparently, who had won the Category 3 race and did the 1-2 race and made the break in the wow. 1-2 race. But he apparently he wasn't contributing too much to the break, so he mm-hmm. just rolled it in. So Eric got first. Um, I don't know who was. It was either Puffer and Atkinson, second or third, or reverse order, and then Pete That's was impressive. The, the guy that won the threes race. I want his name. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for him. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, that race seems like that Sarah Land race. There's always a, a ton of attacks that, you know, whether how long they last or not, there's a counterattack right afterwards, and it really just. Yeah. It just goes, and it's a race of, the break is a break of attrition. It just goes and goes and goes until people are too tired to uh, chase down the move, and then it rolls. Yeah. Uh, And today, there was a race in Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. Now, what is unique about Rabbit Hash, Kentucky, John? 
The mayor is a dog. Excuse me? Literally a dog. I think it's a black lab. <laughs> so they made it. There was a movie about it. <laughs> did you see the dog? I did not see the dog. I saw lots of hogs, though. Hogs it was, like it was pigs? Teeming. Well, they do have a. They have like a strange street sign as you enter. Rabbit hash that is a silhouette of a pig. Uh-huh. It's kind of strange, but there were there were hundreds of these guys on their loud Harleys. It seems to be a a destination, kind of like I guess the the Ohio River Kentucky side version of Alice's Restaurant. Uh-huh. And um, do you care to talk about the race? Um, well, the last I saw teammate Pete, who had a fine, he he also had a good result yesterday. I think he was fourth. Oh, in he the did race that. in Columbus. He was. Yeah, so Man. teammate Pete was at it again, and the last I saw him, he was still he made the selection. Uh, however, I did not. <laughs> I got dropped on the second lap and packed it in. It was a hilly course, yeah. Yeah, there's is a hilly course where no no amount of being cagey and efficient. Uh, if you didn't have the legs, you wouldn't you you couldn't be in it really. So the race yesterday in Columbus, Ohio, was a criterium, and it was part of some... It was the first year for it, I think. Yeah, it was called, what, the race around the chase? What's the chase? I don't know. I think it's like the Chase Bank building, maybe? Ah, okay. Outside of Columbus? Well, we'll have to get PT to write in on the blog or send us an email to tell us how that one unfolded, uh, and also how... Today's oh, today race went. Yeah, I don't know the result. I, having been gone at the Tour of Georgia... Um, did not feel it to be wise to leave again for the weekend and race. And, you know, I'm glad in one way, definitely glad, because um, today I went with my five-year-old to a soccer game, and it was his last spring soccer game of the year, and he had never played goalie, and he's on this five- to eight-year-old team, so he's like the little wow, guy on the team. five-year-old goalie. And uh, I, somehow he talked the coach in to letting him play goalie. I saw him putting on the jersey at halftime. I was like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? I'm on the other side of the field. They stick Lewis in goalie, and the kid's like three feet tall. And uh, they were winning by two points, two goals, and the, there was a break, uh, a breakaway um, from the halfway line from the midcourt or whatever the mid pitch line <laughs> and, uh, and the the other team's best player is going full bore toward lewis it's like undefended and i didn't know whether to close my eyes or i didn't want you know lewis it's to get a terrace park version of uh, what randall Ran- Ronaldo Dino, <laughs> the headbutt <laughs> of no, Zin- Zin- uh, zidane yeah. i think it's <laughs> no so um I just, uh, I just, you know, was watching this unfold kind of in slow motion. The kid's bearing down on Lewis. Lewis is standing his ground. The kid lets loose. I mean, they're only eight years old, but, you know. Yeah, but this is the Pele of the park. And, uh, no, he was for another school district. Oh, oh. So this kid lets one fly, and my boy Lewis gets right in front of it and just takes it. Takes it kind of right in the midsection and on the thighs. He He was a brick wall, and the, the crowd went wild. So anyway... I'm glad I didn't go brace my bike today. I did get a nice ride in today and yesterday. Um, that group ride. What do you think of that? How about that group ride? Oh yeah, I like. There's a, there's, a, <laughs> there's there's a spot where everybody sp- stops. Well, the group just sort of rolled through that spot, and there's all that mass confusion of like the back part of the group that's like, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. I almost got t-boned 
turn it around. Yeah. But um, so we went on, uh, John and I went on a, how many people? 50 people? Yeah. I guess that, the organizer of that ride has managed, and I, I applaud him. He gets rides of between 40 and 60 people. Kippy. Yes, Kippy. How do we link people up who are in the greater Cincinnati area with Kippy? Because he sends out a mailing list. He broadcasts Mm -hmm. the ride, tempo, location, distance, all that stuff. I think that if you searched on the web for Seven Hills Cycling... Oh, that's right. You could you could get hooked up with that. Seven Hill Cycling in Cincinnati. And props to Kippy because he does what other uh, people don't, organizes group rides. Mm-hmm. And some people, sometimes myself included, kind of scoff at group rides for whatever reason. But Kippy um, has organized that team and those rides, so good for him. Yeah, he's done a nice job. Uh, so there's the Tuesday night ride that goes out toward New Richmond. Do you do that? Yeah, one? no, I have not done that, but apparently there are, are, that's the ride that there's between 50 and 60. They take up so New Rich, the ride out to New Richmond goes along the river. I think it's pretty, uh-huh. but it's two lanes going east, two lanes going west, and there's a, it's a divided highway. They take up one whole lane and the shoulder. So they ride like six abreast. I, I guess it's a it's a pack. Is that safe? I, um, I can't imagine. Isn't there an expansion are... joint between that lane and the uh... and the and the uh, shoulder? Yeah, yeah. And there's always all the thing is is there's always all kinds of garbage, dead, dead animals right. in the shoulder. I heard um, Jim, uh, teammate Jim, say that uh, they they average thirty miles an hour on the way out to New Richmond. And last year, wasn't there a nasty crash on that ride where the guy flipped over the bars and punctured a lung? Oh, that was, was that this, the ride? That was this winter. That was no, that was the Sunday ride. Oh. But yeah, it's uh, taking your life in your own hands. So these rides are great, is what we're saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you should do them. No. Ride at your own risk. Don't do anything just because we say to do it. All right, that's it for local news, isn't it? Yes. Technology. Thank you, Laurence. Technology. Some people may turn this off when they're listening and folding (laughs) clothes. Some people may turn it up just to hear us talk about tech. Oh, that's right. We have people tell us that they don't like the technology section. So we're going to make it extra long today. You're going to have to suffer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a public apology to make, but this person doesn't listen to the podcast, so it's no big deal. I can apologize. I'm teaching spinning a few weeks ago. And um, this woman, Sophie, who's an Ironman triathlete and also a massage therapist and chiropractor and acupressure puncture person. How do you know she's not going to listen? Uh, I don't know. She, she might well, I make start enough, listening. If, she, if she's listening, then... Uh... Okay, now that's funny. The phone rings and it's Scott asking about training for <laughs> a ride for tomorrow. Uh, anyway, so Sophie, it, it, I'm, I'm teaching a spinning class a couple of weeks ago and she said... Um, She's German, too. Mm. Do you know what size wrenches do you use for the time pedals? And I said, uh, yeah, six millimeter. No, no, it's uh, not a six millimeter. I said, Sophie, it's a six millimeter. Believe me, I have a few sets. No, it's too small. And I said, well, I'm thinking to myself, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Oh, I said, okay, well, maybe it's some other size, but try a six millimeter. She said, no, I tried a six. And we went back and forth, and I finally said, well, I, no, then I don't know what size they are. 
So um, a few days ago, I needed a set of replacement pedals to leave at the spinning studio so I don't have to change pedals out when I go. And I can ride my normal shoes on the spinning bike. And I got a new set of just cheapo low-end time composite body pedals. And mm-hmm. you know what size? You you know what size Allen wrench you need to put well, them on? I'm sure it's a six. Everybody knows it's a six. Eight millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> They've changed it. <laughs> I didn't know that. So I'm sorry, Sophie. Um, other technology. I got. What, do you have any technology? Uh, you know what? While we're sitting here, I'm looking at this. At what? And this is technology. I think this is technology as it affects bike racing. So. Um, Eric Decker, the current team director for Rabobank, is saying that we team should ban, we should uh, ban earphones, uh-huh. race radios. Which, you know, I've me and some of my cronies will will uh, bang on bike racing and the effect of race radios. That it's really kind of made it a little bit more boring. It's taken the intuition out of the sport, right? It's and a, it helps. It certainly saves energy. When you don't have to have someone drop back to the team car, get some information, then move back up into the field, tell uh, the people on his team and pass up the information. Yeah, or uh, in the case of, say, uh, like a tight finish in a tour stage, you know, you have your race director saying, in, a, in 200 meters there will be a sharp left-hand turn, so get yourself onto the inside of the turn or here or there. You know, I doubt that in the last 2K, when you're at near max, you can hear the team director. Uh, I've been in cars where the team directors are screaming into those radios, <laughs> and then I see riders at the finish, and those things are hanging out of their ears. Yeah. I, I don't think they can hear when it comes to crunch time. I think they can hear when they're doing a time trial or maybe when they're climbing. Well, I know one rider has said ex- that exact scenario. That oh, he would have okay. wouldn't have won if he didn't get the feedback. Now there is one rider that I do know pulls the pulls the earphone out, or yeah. we saw him pull the earphone out and uh, blow it. Yeah. But anyways, I think what what he says is really interesting. Decker. Decker. Yeah, he says the biggest problem is that the riders are too good. The weaning and the more ho- riders of this peloton are too good, and the best riders are waiting for the last climb. That's a huge deadlock. I think that that's interesting because uh, and he goes on to say, if you reach the foot of that climb with 100 men, then you know the race wasn't hard enough. Well, I don't know if it wasn't hard enough, but the tactics change if you have the directors in the cars watching the race in their cars and sort of directing. It's more of a chess match of the director than the instincts of the rider. It's, it's uh, dumbing down the riders. Yeah. So yeah. I like Decker's idea, and that's a It'll bit never of technology. Happen. Well, never. Yeah. Well, they did. They did put a limit on the bike weights. I mean, the UCI has done goofier stuff. I think that uh, it would be more interesting to see the radios go away. So at the um, time trial uh, in uh, Georgia, they had the bike measuring station and the bike weighing station. They measured. There's some sp- there dimensional specifications that time trial bikes have to meet. And then there's the weighing process, and it was just a digital, like, fish scale thing rigged up. <laughs> I took some pictures of it, but I didn't put it up on the blog. And I don't know if we talked about it before, about people make weight. Well, we've heard. This is probably just Euro wives' tale. But you you put 
you freeze water and you put it down the seat tube mm-hmm. to make your bike make weight, make weight, and then it thaws out. But they they weigh them right before they put them on the uh, ramp. But I guess if it's a long enough um, time trial, it would melt as you go along. Did you see any <laughs> see any reeky bikes? <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, the rider that I followed was a quick step rider, and he wasn't even on time trial bike because mm-hmm. they he was some middling domestique rider who was not deserve it. He had, did have clip-on bars, but wow. Yeah. So they, they really did set him up. Yeah, they set him up. So, right. you know, I noticed a, a really sweet-looking piece of technology on your bike yesterday. On my bicycle? On your bicycle. What's that? I believe there are these things that attach to this round part of the bike, and you, like, spin these arms around. Oh, yes. Yes, and it's very glossy. I put on a campy record um, ultra-torque crank and bottom bracket, and it's the crank... Uh, the new bottom bracket style that couples in the middle of the bottom bracket and then is fixed together with an 8 millimeter, very small, short bolt. Um, but the where the two pieces of the bottom bracket couple, there are these big teeth, maybe a centimeter long from the peak of the tooth down to the the other point of the tooth in the shell. So they're big, beefy hmm. um, splines that fit together. Uh, and it is, it's nice. The crank arms are super beefy, nice and wide. I think it feels stiffer. Well, probably don't have all that drag from the old bottom bracket. I went from F, it. I went from FSA to, uh, Campy, and now the shifting with the Campy CT QS front derailleur, just like boom, 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 shifts very well. So you installed these yourself? <laughs> Yes, I so did you. Are you insulting me? Did you install these the way that uh, the way that their ad shows, where you stick your head through the main triangle and sort of wrap your arms like a pretzel through the bike, through the wheel, which is still on the bike? Who is that guy? I don't know. And he's, you know, what he's doing? He's tightening the crank bolts. He's not putting the crank on. Oh, he's tightening the crank bolts. The chainring bolts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't do you that. You didn't do that. My frame triangle is too small. <laughs> I was thinking about doing that. Um, but what I didn't do is install the crinkle thrust washer because it was not in the box. Mm. And uh, I think it's an integral part to keep it from getting over-tightened. So mm-hmm. I, I've ridden it a few times. I hope I'm not ruining it, but I have a crinkle thrust washer on order. It's a it's like a banjo, very thin uh, curvy washer that seats up against the non-drive side bearing. It goes in between the bearing and the cup. And I guess it's so you can't over-tighten it. But I'm not sure what it would be for. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure that if... Uh, it was in the instructions. Do you, do you think Campy has anybody like uh, what Chrysler? They've been running these ads with Dr. Z that if you could email... Campy tech guy, and he was yes, the crinkle washer is is vital to the system. It, I hope so. It, well, actually, I don't. It doesn't matter at this point because I've got one on order. But when I take it apart, we'll see what it looks like. Hopefully, I'm not. I hope it doesn't weigh it down. Well, hopefully, they're not like little metal shavings. metal shavings. Any other tech? We could uh, go on and on about tech. Yeah, we? we could. We could. You could fold. All of your laundry for your whole family, <laughs> if you wanted to, listening to tech. We could go on that long. Now, I, I'll tell one um, piece of technology that I'm sort of lusting after, and I have 
started to work the channels to get one is a Garmin wireless GPS computer. So it gives you, and it has a wireless heart rate monitor on it too. I saw an ad for that. They get we had them at Georgia. All the riders were given one, and um, some of the riders would use them, and then I would collect them at the end. Mostly the Priority Health Bissell team were using them, and a couple of Jittery Joes riders were using them. And then Kevin Livingston, the guy I was working with, would download the information. Yeah, there it is, and there put it up on um, uh, the Tour of Georgia page. And it was just really interesting to see. It gives elevation, you know, all the standard cyclocomputer measurements. Um, and they're not that they're not that big, mm, and yeah. it's wireless. I oh. like the I just, I just like the the no wires thing. Yeah, that is cool. The Edge series. Now, I if guess. I get one for free, I would use it. So, John, would you, if a uh, you know, since this is our tech portion, yes, if a manufacturer of a product wanted us to test it and report on it on the podcast, would you be open to that? Are you kidding me? We, certainly, I would be open to that. Mm, all right. I, I think, but I'd we, be open it would be an honest. Review, right? Honest, unbiased. We're not for sale, but we are open for trying out equipment. Yes. And we are very analytical, and we'll give peas to those products that deserve it. Yeah, so if there are any manufacturers out there listening, and you want to send us a pair of carbon wheels. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't ever crash. (laughs) Do we have to send it back? Uh, I'll send it back. I can send it back with an essay about the pros and cons. Okay. Go to uh, twojohnspodcast.blogspot.com and you can email us any questions. We'll send you our mailing address. And speaking... What's with this Santini ad? This guy's got a jersey from like 1991. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of um, mailing addresses, we've got some listener feedback to get to. Listener feedback. Your turn. Thank you again, Laurence. You can send us listener feedback from our blog. Uh, you can go to twojohnspodcast.blogspot.com <laughs> and uh, send us an email. You, our email address is twojohns.zoomtown.com. Isn't that our email address? Uh, T-W-O Zoomtown. Zoomtown.com. Hey, look at this. You've got, this is a picture, um, a Frenchman, a Bray, and a tractor. From Cycle Sport. From Cycle Sport. Yeah. But this guy, that's a Frenchman, but he's on a Massey Ferguson. Where are Massey Ferguson tractors made? Uh, I would guess they're made here in in the United States. No, I think that's a Swiss tractor. Oh, it is. I believe it's a a Swiss tractor. Okay, so let's get to some feedback. Um... Okay, so you want to read that? Here, here's uh, Christopher Gibson. Oh, <laughs> sorry, we don't usually do first. We, Christopher, we are out of practice. It has been since Roubaix that we've done this. Christopher so. from Milwaukee to Johns. So obviously, I didn't make it all the way through a couple of episodes until today. Now I am up to date. I had no idea why the tour of Utah was canceled. The website says nothing, any info as to why it was canceled. I do have some more info about a tour of Utah, and the info is not why it was canceled, but the info is that it looks like it will be on for 08 oh. and produced by Medal of Sports. Is this a takeover? I, I don't know why, but um, 
medalist is doing the tour of Missouri, September 11th. It starts. They did the tour of Georgia. They do the tour of California, and they uh, are doing the the pro championships in Greenville. Oh, and busy. now hmm? they're busy. Very busy. And now it looks like tour of Utah. Great. So Christopher in Milwaukee. That's all the information we have. All right. We'll see you super super week. How about the next one? Greetings to Johns. My family and I have been enjoying your podcasts. It has become a weekly comforting ritual, much like the fireside chats of old. Comforting weekly ritual or weekly comforting ritual? Oh, I guess a weekly comforting ritual. Yeah, Yeah. the grammar police should uh, take this email apart. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Much like the fireside chats of old, we especially like your race reports, giving an inside view of how you all work as a team. When we all show up. Is that how you all, like, is she from is is come on keep going we're going to discourage people from emailing us (laughs) two thumbs up for the balkan music and the female announcer the right music makes everything better each podcast shows improvement keep up the good work in answer to the question posed on your blog my gut response was choice number two i believe that would be the would you rather motor pace behind the six-cylinder was it benelli benelli or go for a ride in the BMW Azetta. Azetta, all the way to, to Super Week. Yes. Or listen to the podcast. Well, I think she chose the Azetta. Okay. However, I already listened to the f- April 10th podcast. Does that cancel out my ride in the Azetta? I think so. Yes, it does. You can't, you can, no ride for you. And it doesn't run, so. I await your response while I play my Richard Veronk game. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely... Need a hunk of cheddar to pay for all my cycling gear, which I believe that's in reference to Lumberjack and uh, needing two G's and a stack of je- cheddar for your khakis. I believe that's a uh, an urban term for money. I think two G's and cheddar is a certain amount of $1,000 increments. Thank you for enlightening me on that, John. <laughs> <laughs> and another uh, listener who's made up a nickname for themselves, so we like that. Yes. Feel free to make a nickname for yourself when you send us an email. Here's another email from our buddy John in – is that Cairo or Cairo? I think it's called Cairo. Cairo, Michigan. Two Johns, thanks for giving me props. Oh, this is a repeat customer. Thanks for giving me props with the feedback of the week. I didn't notice a PayPal donate link on your website. I'd like to donate to at least offset the shipping cost. Thanks again. And have fun in Georgia. Another John. Wait, is this John? Is he trying to, to make it, what, like three Johns podcasts? That's all right. think he's, he's positioning? He wants to give us money. He can oh, do it every right. Speaking of making a donate, thank you, John, for your kind offer. And I believe this. Is this the John that knows what it's like to ride or that listens in the wind? Yes. When he's riding in the windy? Could be. I'm assuming southern and Michigan. Number one, John, I now have um, some stuff to send you that I got in Georgia. Uh, so that is on the way. Thanks for sending your email address. Um, number two, the um, donate link we are working on. And, of course, the any donations that we get, we just put toward the cost of producing the podcast. And basically, it's server space. Um, you might notice if you go to our iTunes page that I can only host about four episodes at one time because that's all the server space I have. And um, when we put the PayPal link up... Uh, and if you make a donation, we'll use it to buy more server space. So basically what you're saying is that any donations won't go towards us, our efforts of stacking cheese. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, no, they won't. All right, that's good. All right. All right, next one. Uh, John. John. John slash John. John slash John. Just wanted to let you know that your sister's getting the word out. I downloaded your past podcast. Now, is this my sister or your sister? I don't know. I don't know. I, it must be my sister. Well, it could be my sister. Yeah, I don't know. Is she getting the word out? I, I don't know. Does she? Which, did she have the banner that we saw on the blog of the, the fan at the tour of Georgia? The who? Your sister. Was that her? No, that was not my oh, sister. Oh, that was, was that Phil Liggett's banner? No. Because he, that's a picture, we've got a picture with him. And the banner. And the banner. No, that no? was our, um, that was our guerrilla artist's banner. Uh, all right. I downloaded your past podcasts, enjoyed them, and subscribed. As a Cat 4, it's nice to get the perspective of, of those a little higher up the food chain. Your behind-the-scenes tour to Georgia coverage was great. Is great, excuse me. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Uh, what kind of name is that? Lock. <laughs> Lock. Okay. Lock or Lotch? From Team Apache. Team Apache, good luck with your season. That's right. I think isn't Team Apache's going to be battling it out with that Triple X team. I think it always makes me think of uh, that movie with Vin Diesel. So I always call that the Vin Diesel team. How about Ford Apache, the Bronx? Oh, I didn't see that. Although it was that, like, uh, was that De Niro? Or no, not De Niro. Was Pacino in that? No, that was um, Kurt Russell. Oh, right. <laughs> with a headband, yeah. <laughs> a bandana headband. Yeah. Has, how you know how many movies has he been where he hasn't worn a, a bandana headband? Not many. Okay. I'll tell you, he didn't wear one in Grindhouse. He, oh, that's right. He was in Grindhouse. <laughs> yeah, he was the psych. Okay, he was. He was the. Uh, he was the death-proof driver. Here is another email from Chris in Massachusetts. Uh, he says, Some queries from someone outside of the cycling world. One, did I hear Tyler Hamilton uh, is amongst the riders in Georgia? Is this a big deal that he is racing again? Is he doped up? Two. Hey, that's just like what you're saying about the footballers. You know, right. First question: Is he doped up? Is he doped up? Two: Is this race at a level where doping is con- is a concern? Three: Generally, what has been the fallout across the cycling world from the doping scandal before the Tour de France last year? All right. Number one: Yes, Tyler Hamilton raced in Georgia. Uh, it was a big deal because it was his first race in North America since his ban. Is he doped up? You decide. You decide. I don't know. Uh, Number two, is this race at a level where doping is a concern? Yes. Yeah, doping's always a concern. I mean, even even at your uh, your local, who knows what people will go through at your local race. But this race is um, is is sanctioned and put on or officiated by the Union Cycliste International, and every day the testing took place just after the stage finished and the people who were tested were the winner of the stage, second place finisher of the stage, the overall race leader, and then two riders were selected at random. And there are protocols about how the riders and in what time span had to get to the doping trailer, the doping control trailer, and I've got to say it was not that tight. Oh, there really? was room. Okay, so I also made friends with the team doctor. This is going to be gross, so if you're easily offended, skip forward for about three minutes. 
I also made friends with the medical staff at the Tour of Georgia, and they were telling me that a common evasion tactic, although not 100% um, effective, is for a rider to catheterize themselves, put in however many cc's of clean urine, Mm -hmm. take the catheter out, and when they urinate, they are urinating out that clean urine that is from the bladder through the ureter. That, I mean, that's extreme. Yeah, but that's a, kind of old school technology. No, old school is like having a bulb stuck up your crack. Oh, and, right. um, but this is like catheterizing yeah. yourself. You know what? They did that. You probably didn't ever see the show Playmakers. Uh-uh. <laughs> there was this show on ESPN called Playmakers, and they tackled like all the drama of the NFL, and they did that in one of them. They did? They did. Okay, well, I guess it is old school, but... So, I would say that, um, from what I observed, because I had to escort riders from the finish area to the doping control area, there was plenty of room for them to, I don't know, either take a masking agent or do this catheterization trick, or but... Did they, was there, did they stipulate the order that they would test you in? First come, first serve. Oh, so if you wanted to delay to, let's say, take an IV, just hypothetically take You're an supposed IV, to go from the finishing area straight to the trailer. What if you're dehydrated? They're supposed to be runners, but there weren't. Like, I was the runner. I was given no instruction. You didn't drop anything, did you? <laughs> coming uh, through, coming through, hot, hot container coming through. Uh, so the Georgia race, yes, it was a race where doping was a concern. Uh, three. Chris's question. Generally, what has been the fallout across the cycling world from the doping scandal before the tour last year? Uh, it's Truthfully, I'd say the fallout is that it's proof that they can't make anything stick. You know, I would think that they had these guys, you know, pretty, pretty much dead to rights as far as here's evidence. Um, and so far, you know, a bunch of guys immediately retired, mm-hmm. and when once they couldn't make it stick. They uh, they suddenly got back in. I think with what's his name, uh, Mancebo, Botero. Those guys are all racing now, and those are those are two guys that said, "Oh, Operation Puerto, I I think I'm going to retire." It's devastating to the image of the sport, but it hasn't done much to clean up the sport. Right? They haven't. Uh, yeah, they just couldn't make it stick, which is amazing. All right, another, All right. Another email. Another email. Johns, I am enjoying the race coverage so far. It is hard to get bicycle race coverage here on anything else but the Tour de France. Would that be Tour de France as covered by Al Troutmask? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I am slightly disappointed that Versus is only covering the race well after it is over. Good thing there is the Internet. From Shane. From Shane. And I believe the race he's talking about is the Tour de Georgia... And you know what? They showed it the last two days, and I haven't seen it. I wanted to see the Brasstown Bald stage, so we could see it, the banner. And oh yeah, and the bike racing. Did you watch the coverage? No, it's been on the last two days, and I haven't. It's on my uh, my TiVo. Uh, all right. And our last piece of listener feedback from Will. Hi. Is there a non iTunes link for your podcast? Thanks, Will. Uh. I take this question to be, can you listen to the podcast anywhere else other than on iTunes? And the answer is no. And that goes back to server space. Uh, the MP3 files are quite large, and I compress them and put them in a different format on the iTunes. 
um, if I had more space or when we get more space I'll post the mp3s directly on that feed player on the blog and you just be able to listen right on the blog but for now the only place you can listen to the podcast is on iTunes yep. so but how is will gonna find that out we got to email oh, that's back. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to email Will back and tell him. So, that. who gets the uh, the listener feedback of the week, mm. or I guess of the, of the you know since our last episode? I think Team Apache needs a little love. Oh, are you sure? I mean, <laughs> Team Apache. I mean, no offense, but is that a nickname? That's not a nickname. What? Or that's not somebody's nickname. What? Team Apache? No, Lock. Lock. Lock Miwa. Oop. That's probably. Some, oh, see, we did it again. No, I think Locke, especially since you said his name now, or her name. Um, and we'll get to the bottom of that name thing. I think they're the winner. And this week, I am offloading all of my Tour of Georgia staff clothing. So Locke is going to reserve wow. a uh, tour of Georgia, receive a Tour of Georgia um, staff T-shirt. How you're, about that? you're voting this one over Fireside Chat, oh. Stack and Cheese... Roll a cheddar. Hold on. Let me go back to that one. Is that <laughs> I mean, your vote? That's my vote. No, right, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, Locke. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll go with uh, Fireside Chat. Yeah, Fireside Chat, I think, wins out. Especially since you made fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I made fun of it. All right, so Fireside Chat. We'll get their uh, email address. Sorry, Locke. Try again next time. And Locke, maybe um, – I, th- I do think that that's an interesting name. Maybe you could share with us a uh, – no, what do you call that? Uh, for the pronunciation, a, f- a phonetic pronunciation. A phonetic pronunciation of of your name, uh, so we don't butcher it. Okay. All right. That's all the listener feedback for this week. If you would like to send us a comment, a question, a suggestion, a criticism, a smackdown, or whatever, address your email to Johns at zoomtown.com. That's T W O, J O H N S at zoomtown. Dot com and we'll read it. Yeah, and we hope uh, hope everybody. You know, the one thing we didn't talk about in local news is the weather, but the weather is finally nice again, and I think it's nice to stay. Yes, I hope so. so. Um, all those listeners, you know, you can whether you're listening on your iPod or other MP3 player, and uh, while you're riding, nobody has a Zoom, do they? Send us an email if you have a Zoom, and we'll really laugh at you. <laughs> Uh, you can also visit our blog. The blog address is twojohnspodcast.blogspot.com. Twojohnspodcast.blogspot.com. Post a comment. Check out the pictures, etc. Anything else for the good of the podcast? Uh, you know, we might be a little late next week unless um, I'm going to be out of town this time next week. So we may have to delay it for a Delay it. So don't worry. They're still coming, but it might be a day or two late. Okay. Hey, glad to be back with you, John. That's yeah, good to be back in the studio. You know, let me ask you one thing. Yes, please. Anyway, and this is not cycling related, but on my drive over to the studio, also known as your basement, <laughs> <laughs> I saw this billboard, uh-huh. and uh, it's for a tanning salon. And I don't know if you've seen this one. No, but I don't to go to a tanning salon. No, I'm not going to ask you if you go to the tanning salon. With my cycling clothes on. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but one. there's this picture of... Uh, this girl who's tan, and she's, like, turning to her other friends and sticking her tongue out. I know the billboard you're talking about. Um, Do you think they told her to stick her tongue out? I don't know, but it it's kind of vulgar. I think I, – I saw that billboard, and I thought, 
the same thing, but then I thought they're trying to make her seem like sassy <laughs> or like attitude. A tan gives you attitude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Understand that, but it it's it's so far off of that. Yeah, and you're just like, what's what's that out, hanging out of her mouth? Yeah, it's a big tongue. <laughs> Take a picture of it on your way home. We'll put it on the vlog. They're all over. They're all over the city. Yeah. Then then there's the other one. I don't know if it's the same girl. They're on the beach. There's three girls on the beach. And yeah. Only one is tan. Yeah. And she's got the most uh, cleavage. Oh really? I didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, that's funny. We're dead. Yeah, I was just wondering what you thought about it. I'm like, is it me? Do I just, is it just that I think that that's weird? I saw it, and I thought it was weird. And you're not supposed to really stick your tongue out at anybody. And you know what made me start thinking? Well, she's not, like, sticking her tongue out, like, <laughs> pointing her tongue. She's, like, <laughs> trying to touch her chin with her tongue. It's, like, going bleh, out and down. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's it's... <laughs> It's like a big banana coming out of her mouth. It's definitely not the sass tongue. No. What is it? I don't know. I just look at it and I'm like, what is that thing? You're not supposed to stick your tongue. You know what it made me think about is that, you know, now I know why in other cultures it's really an insult mm. to stick your tongue out at somebody because it looks like that. Yeah. You should keep that thing in your mouth. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> All sorry right. for the diversion. I just thought of that on the way over, and I'm like, oh, man, that really bothers me. Well, we'll maybe we'll talk about it more next week, and we'll yeah. put, we'll try and get a picture of it. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to give any props for that advertising agency that did it because I think it's just a bad picture. Okay. All right. Sorry. Anything else? No, that's it. Okay. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> so, you have been listening to the Two Johns podcast. Want more of the Two Johns? Visit www. Tujonspodcast.blogspot.com. That's www.tujonspodcast.blogspot.com. Or send an email to tujons at zoomtown.com. Enjoy your ride, be safe, and if you ride with the Tujons, please don't be a half wheeler. Chance at <laughs> That's it. Ah! <laughs> okay. <laughs>